T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jones and Mego with Arcan here at 2 o'clock on WEEI. We're here until 6 with all your phone calls, 617-779-7937. I say welcome back in. little three-day weekend. We all uh, rested, recuperated, re- rehydrated. We good? We good to go for the week? I had a nice little three-day weekend myself. I feel good. Good? I'm ready to go. I've had a lot of caffeine today. I'm Good. excited to be back. It feels like it was too long. I've come to learn that uh, I already knew Arkan doesn't drink coffee. You don't drink coffee either? Diet dues, baby. Doing the do. She it's drinks a lot of Mountain soda. Dew. I drink a lot of diet soda. It's not, <laughs> it's not an act. I find coffee disgusting. Everything about it. Well, you know. She's like a gamer, you know, just me? chugging yeah, Mountain Dew. <laughs> At some point, you know, you got to just. You, you, she get like a special chair here that's molded to my butt. You just got to break down. Break down your taste buds, and then uh, then you can get into adulthood with uh, with coffee. But the, the Mountain Dew, I, uh, I'm a little jealous. No Code Red today? No. No? They have several different flavors. They have one a new one called Pitch Black. Oh, nice. I tried that. It was basically like, it's just weird. Oh. Anyway. All right. Arkan, you're good? Yeah, I work Saturday, so it's just a normal weekend. Oh, okay. So you yeah. just got a normal weekend. Okay. Well, I'll tell you who may not be doing so great. Uh, that'd be the owner of the Boston Red Sox, John Henry who had a little email exchange with a few different outlets, two different outlets, over the weekend. Uh, number one, The Athletic. Number two, Boston Sports Journal. And I'm sure most of you are familiar with these comments by now, but just in case not, let's, uh, let's go through some of them, shall we? Uh, yes. It's 617-779-7937. And the question is... Can you do them in a dramatic reading? I, I could. <laughs> uh, the question is, you know, what... Do the Red Sox even quite understand the issue facing them? And it's something we've been talking about here over the last week. Plus, we're, we were reading from a John Tomazzi column last week. I know Dan Shaughnessy feels very strongly about all of this, which we'll get to. Uh, but Jen McCaffrey writes in The Athletic, her question to John Henry, the booing at winter weekend was hard to ignore. Did you recognize the level of frustration that existed with some in the fan base, and does it motivate you to do anything differently? John Henry said, huh. He said, this is a false narrative surrounding the club. 
it really took hold in 2022. Fake news! <laughs> Basically, <laughs> there were even false reports of booing at Fenway Park during the Winter Classic. False reports. They were saying, we love you! <laughs> I think those factors and losing Xander to San Diego were the biggest factors. Those are the fans you would believe are at least likely to try to shut us down, but it happened. Did anyone report on the standing ovation at the end? <laughs> Did they see him standing? They love me. They love me. So it's just... It's, I won him over. It just seems so out of touch and so off base. And I wonder if the Red Sox even deep down acknowledge the issue they're facing. And to, to put a more uh, a point on it, Megan, it's... I don't think they get it. They don't get it. These stories are evidence they don't get it, right? It's in the question. Jen McCaffrey says the booze... And winter weekend were hard to ignore, and yet he manages to ignore it. No, they weren't. I'm doing it right now. He talks about a false narrative. It's like he's living in an alternate reality. I mean, really. And I saw on Twitter, Jared Carabas uh, with DraftKings now tweeted out, like, I'm sorry to say, I think the standing ovation was for me about himself. Is, like, that what, host, is that what Karama yes. said? Because <laughs> he was hosting that. part of the Q&A. I had not seen that. Like, look, I, they were probably just happy the weekend was over. They're like, oh, thank God this is done. I right, move on now. I got all the booing out of my system. I saw like, everybody the, I want to see. Just Okay, first of all, I do want to point out that these uh, Q&As, they were all done via email. So yep. John Henry sitting down. Yeah, like, got all the questions sitting in down advance. to the laptop yeah. and typing out these answers. Do you think he sent them to anybody else to vet? Being like, hey, what do you think of this response? Uh, I'm Because the answers are freaking awful. Uh, I'm guessing They're he, so tone deaf. They were vetted by, you know, whoever typed them out for him because I doubt he's typing his own email. So do you think he's standing with like a cigar to the side or like yeah, a glass of... Just dictating like, it. Just like a sniffer of brandy. Linda, take a letter. Yeah. <laughs> but it happened. Stop. <laughs> Did anyone report the ovation at the end? Question mark. And so, yeah, I imagine that somehow it's going down. So that's the first part. It's a false narrative because there was a standing ovation at the end of winter weekend, which, you know, erases any of the booze. John, they're supposed to cheer for you the whole time. It's your winter weekend. You're supposed to get it Arkan. when you walk in and when you leave. Not You're not supposed to get booed ever at your own winter weekend. Arkan, you were there on the Saturday, right? I was. Was there a lot of cheering going on? Um, when David Ortiz came out, yeah. Okay, David Ortiz. <laughs> you know, I, I, Cora had a good weekend before Evan Drellick uh, uh, knocked him down a peg with his new book. So, like, uh, some people got cheered. I don't think it was ownership. Uh, she also asked Jen McCaffrey again in The Athletic, and there was a, another story in the Boston Sports Journal we can get to. She writes, signing Rafael Devers to the biggest deal in franchise history was a clear high point. You, based on the other moves you made this winter, projections, expectations for all of that are still low, even though team payroll is still among the top 10 in the league, which top 10, big deal. You're the Red Sox. You should be higher than top 10. Are the Red Sox still on the same tier as the organizations like the Yankees, Padres, Dodgers, and Mets when it comes to the investment in the on-field product, blah, blah, blah. Henry says, (laughs) if you add the championships together of those four clubs, I'm not sure they would match our total over the last 20 years. True. He has a point there. But when I read that, all I wanted to say was, John, you've won one championship in the last 10 years. You realize that. It's pretty much one championship in the last decade. I guess it's nine years, and now we're going on year 10. You won in 2013. You won in 2018. You basically won once in the last decade. I looked at it before the show. I should have double-checked. I think it's four last-place finishes in that amount of time. How many times have they missed the playoffs in that chunk of time? It's like... All right, yeah, you got hot at the beginning of your ownership, and you're much better than the previous regime. Much better. 
You basically won once in 10 years. Like, stop patting yourself on the back all that much. I heard you. Everybody who won, by the way, just about, from the team in 2018 is now gone. So you've won once in the last decade. All those guys are no longer here. I wouldn't give yourself too much credit. Right, and you're hanging on to the last 20 years. The way that these teams are assembled and the money spent has changed a lot over the last decade. And the concern isn't about the last 20 years and what you've done in your overall ownership. You got the championships. Everyone's going to be grateful for that forever. It's about in the here and now. Are you in the modern age? Are you understanding the way that the market works right now? Because everything over the last four years for the most part, shows that you don't. And that's where the concern comes in. And that's where the apathy and all the knocks against the teams from team from the fans right now comes in. It's not about what you were doing 15 years ago. Like, I'm sorry, but in today's sports, you can't hang your hat on that. If you have a couple years, a couple losing years, look at the Patriots. People are impatient around here. They're not going to stand for it. Exactly. They're not going to have the standards drop. Exactly. Uh, it, it reminds me... Kind of when it was the 10 years in between the Patriots winning a Super Bowl. And it's like, well, they won three. It's like, yeah, that was 10 years ago. Now, ultimately, the Patriots broke through and won again. But it's been four last place finishes in the last decade. And five times you missed the playoffs for one championship. That's not enough. That's not good enough. So how do you guys feel about it? 617-779-7937. Both these comments and justifying what happened a decade plus ago. You know, 2004 was a long Time ago. You deserve credit for it. But what have you done for me lately? What are you doing now? Again, 617-779-7937. We were off yesterday. Rob Bradford was in live from the fort, I think. And he had Sam Kennedy on. And I'm curious how Sam Kennedy justified John Henry not speaking on the picnic tables, right? Every year, John Henry would speak down in Fort Myers. He didn't speak. Bradford asked him about it. And here's Sam Kennedy's justification for ownership skipping out. It's about the players and putting the players in the best spot to be successful. It's not about us. It's about the Red Sox. It's about the ballpark. Guess what? The Red Sox are going to be here long after we're gone. Uh, so our job is to continue to invest into this team, into the ballpark, into the community. That's what we're going to keep doing. Uh, John, Tom, they are accessible. They're accessible in different ways maybe it's email maybe it's phone calls maybe it's mm. interaction i don't know um, dan, i saw dan roach i saw dan roach over three i saw dan roach get an exclusive <laughs> interview today so i don't know i'm just saying oh, really? you know, maybe maybe well, maybe, I mean, maybe different outlets need to work a little bit harder i don't know uh, ouch don't, now you're getting my like lower the heart rate i mean like sorry now you get my blood <laughs> boiling because i mean honestly this is this is the thing is that I just, I've always enjoyed my conversations with John. Like, I've always enjoyed them. And I, and I find them honest. And yes, there are going to be things. I talked to him in London where he said he wanted to blow up, you know, maybe we should have blown up the team. And fine. But here's the thing in those select emails that he got, people pick things out of that too. It's fine. Sure. And I'm not, listen, I'm not asking you're. You shouldn't speak for John Henry how they do things. You're accountable. You're here. You're doing the things. And you're right. It's going to come down to winning and losing. I think in the meantime, until they sort of get out of last place, um, everybody wants you know some sort of answers from every corner of the world. I'm not sure I agree with you. No? I'm not. No, I'm not sure that every single Red Sox fan could really cares that much at every single day about okay, what stop. their owner. Stop, stop, stop. Again, I'd like to hear from the fans on this. I would. Do you need to hear from John Henry? Do you want to hear from John Henry? Like, I, I would. I would. I do. But I'm a member of the media. Like, I, I'm not a fan first. Sam Kennedy very clearly said, I disagree. I reject that premise. 
I don't think the fans walk around every day wanting to hear from ownership. I think when you're finishing in last place, I think when you're missing the playoffs, I think when it's been, you know, one championship in 10 years, I'd like to hear a little bit more about the direction and what this team is doing. And John Henry can't pick and choose when to be accountable. I gave him credit for showing up at winter weekend. That was facing the music. I don't think he knew he was doing it. But that was facing the music. I give him credit, I guess, for swapping emails with Jen McCaffrey right. and and with Sean McAdam. You give him credit for that. I don't give him credit for I that mean, it's, at all. It's better than completely. And it, he it's fell better than flat completely. On his face in this. Adam. It's better than completely ducking the media, isn't it? This is a complete duck. It's not. He's yes, at least it is. He's, he's able to edit all. He sees the. It's the. It's. <laughs> But it's the something. equivalent of being able to see the questions beforehand. It's not enough, but it's something. Being able to sit there and edit yourself in real time before you send it back. And the answers are still god-awful. Okay, right. Like, I'm sorry. They're really bad answers across the board. I'll take them over zero, though. They're better than nothing. It's it's not enough. I agree with you. But it's better than nothing. At least he's answering something and putting his own foot in the If mouth. Robert Kraft did this, we would be absolutely raking him over the coals yeah. right now. Yes. Absolutely. Robert Kraft is We'd available. Like, how gutless is this. Robert Kraft is available every year. Robert Kraft makes himself available all the time. He has these breakfasts, you know, down at the Super Bowl. Hey, come have breakfast with me, you know, and I'm not saying that they're in the same position, but a little bit similar as John Henry pointed no. out in a, in an email with BSJ because think... he's having emails with all these beat writers who, by the way, out of all the different beats, these are the people who are there more than anyone they give up weeks of their life to go down to spring training. They're there every freaking day for the most part in the clubhouse, before the game, after the game. And for four years, you can't sit down for one interview with one person well, or have is, pick up the phone once. This is what I'm saying. So, you know, it doesn't need to be every week. You know, like Sam How about Kennedy. once in four years. This is what I'm Sorry. saying. It just it just needs to happen. And I'll take I'll take the email exchanges over zero, but it's not enough to Megan's point. And once or twice a year, ownership should be accountable in all sports. That would include the Jacobses, that would include Wick, that would include Robert Kraft. And, you know, the other three tend to be. It, we could we could request it more, we could want it more, we may not like their answers, but one owner's basically been AWOL outside of a few emails. Can I ask something on the other side yes. too? Like isn't it also just these answers showing that John Henry and that interview, Sam Kennedy, who's always available, that Sam Kennedy had with Rob Bradford, doesn't it indicate also that ownership is not hearing the fans? I mean, absolutely not hearing the way that the fans feel. Well, I heard you. Let's see. As, they're booing you at winter weekend, which is supposed to be the most rah-rah event of the offseason. This is what hurts most. And you're saying that it's a false narrative. Well, you tell me. You're basically like false flagging it. False Six, flag. Six one seven 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 nine. Crisis seven ninety three seven. Let's see. Uh, I, I, do you want more accountability from this ownership group? Do you feel like they've been accountable enough, or is it just about the players? Just about winning. They do have four championships in twenty years. One in ten. But 4-20, and 20, is that enough? Uh, we'll get to all your feedback coming up. Uh, Christian Arkham with all the latest here in trending. And then when we come back, I do want to get to uh, an ex-Red Sox admitting to a cheating scandal in 2018, along with all your John Henry thoughts. We'll do that after trending. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We are back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. We got eight in the shot there. Uh, Dan, are fans flying to Fort Myers in droves this week? Because... Judging by that shot, the answer would be no. They're not coming to these workouts. I mean, I've, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, there's just, there's nobody there. There used to be an issue with parking. John knows this. And, you know, where can we park and stay off this space here? You could park on the mound now. I mean, there's, you know, it's, it's open season down there. Uh, no fans. This is school vacation week, as you all know, back in New England, in Massachusetts anyway. And the notion that, that people aren't coming out to the ballpark, that should tell them something, too. There's just... And part of this is not having stars and it's not having players that the fans can identify with. And that's what you get when you have this payroll flexibility and a roster you turn around every year. Dan Shaughnessy on early edition last night, NBC Sports Boston. Saying there's no one down there at spring training. And you guys have seen the video. Megan, you sent it. And the image they have of just counting a couple of fans on the other side of a chain link fence really is sad. It's depressing. It is sad. And it's Jones and Mego with Arkham. We're here till six on a Tuesday with all your phone calls. 617-779-7937. Like, again, imagine 20 years ago. And this is the game we play with the Red Sox all the time. Imagine 20 years ago. It's like truck days happening. Pitchers and catchers are reporting. And no one's down there. Nobody's down there. And the owners are no longer talking like they used to. I mean, they used to be very front-facing. And that was something that was kind of refreshing about John Henry and the ownership group. And they did that for a long, long time. And now it's just a few email exchanges here and there, never actually facing the media. The one time John Henry allowed himself to be interviewed, Arkan, was that that after the ALCS, or, or I'm sorry, after the ALDS maybe a couple of years ago? And then going into the ALCS, I forget. He did like an on-field quick stand-up. It wasn't long. Outside of these interviews, it hasn't been happening. Outside of winter weekend, I guess, it hasn't been happening. And that's, no offense to Carabas, that's not facing the full media. It's just not. And so there hasn't been a lot of it. There hasn't been enough of it. And I'll take the email exchanges over nothing was my only point. But you're right. That's not, that's not enough. And I do think the fans want to hear from ownership on what, the plan is and what the direction is. John Henry made it very clear in his interview with the Boston Sports Journal that he's not selling the team. Hasn't sold anything in 20 years, he said. So why do, why do people think we're going to be selling this team uh, from their Fenway Sports Group portfolio? You know, I, I'll take it over nothing, but it's not enough. Arcan. It's not enough, especially when they've won once in 10 years. Arcan, uh, yes. there were three different emails with three different reporters from John Henry. 
There were three? Is it, I believe. Oh, I thought it was just Boston was Sports Journal and The Athletic. Boston Sports Journal. Oh, I thought he did one with The Globe. I thought it was just those two. Oh, my, my ma- bad. No, then it's just the two. Yeah. Is it possible that John Henry just employed chat GPT to answer all of these <laughs> questions? It's very possible. I think he might have. idea. I think he might have. Because they're so inaccurate. Yeah. It's not, it's not we, a bad idea. Can we go to the, um, the one about keeping Xander Bogarts? Yeah. Oh, so, 2.0. No, so this is what I want to ask you guys. So I, the, the two that jumped out to me the most were the two that I referenced in the, the athletic story. Uh, how come no one's reporting about the standing ovation? Number one, which again, just how tone deaf are you? You're getting booed. No one talking about the standing ovation. Fine, you still got booed all weekend. And number two, well, I mean, we've, we may not be outspending those teams, but can they compete with our championships? John, you've won once in 10 years. So those are the two things that jumped out. But what jumped out about the Bogarts one to okay, you? But this is this is from Jen McCaffrey's story. What, if anything, she asks, do you think you could have done differently in the negotiations with Xander Bogarts? All he wrote back was, we could have offered 12 oh, yeah. years. <laughs> I like that. Talk about a false narrative. Yeah, maybe towards the very end. This is This, to me, was one of the worst answers because he repeated himself in these two, I guess, two yes. media availabilities there was, there via was email. Point, like, there was overlap. a lot yep. of talking points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, and he talks so much about false narratives. I mean, they offered him a four-year, $90 million offer at this time last year. And that was really a one-year, $30 million deal tacked on to what he had. And they're acting like they suddenly jumped from that extreme lowball offer to the guy wanted 12 years. Like, come on. Right. No, and Do you just, think that people are that dumb? Well, on Arcan's point, I think you wrote this in our Slack channel, Arcan. You're like, and it's just so cavalier. It's so flip, right? To just kind of say, well, we could, he was like joking about it. Like, oh, I yeah. guess we could offer him more years. Yeah, very, very glib, kind of condescending. Like, oh, yeah, I guess we could have done that. You know, maybe we should have gone to 12 years. Like, yeah, John, maybe you should have. Maybe you should have tried these things. It's not like funny to joke about. And it also kind of, a few questions later, I forget if it's that one or the other one. He's like, no one in the world wanted to keep Xander Bogarts more than me. That's and then, crazy. And the other one, he's joking, wow, maybe we could have offered 12 years. Right. It's like, well, which one is it, John? Did you really want to keep him, or is it a joke and, to imagine 12, a 12-year contract? And the Mego's point, you didn't need to go to 12 years. You right. could have just given him a fair offer ahead of time and gotten to him earlier and actually hammered this thing out. We'll which to- you clearly saw that you screwed up because you did the opposite. You were actually proactive with Rappi, oh, yeah. so. Oh, yeah. Uh, so look, we'll get to your phone calls here in a moment. 617-779-7937. I think, Arkan, the, uh, the High and Bloom answer, did the High and Bloom answer jump out to you as well? Yes, the High and Bloom answer jumped out to me a lot because I thought that it made Bill Belichick talking about Mac Jones seem like a glowing recommendation <laughs> when he said that Mac Jones has the ability to play a quarterback in the NFL. When I read the uh, High and Bloom thing, first of all, I was shocked by how quickly he tried to completely shift the conversation away from actually talking about High and Bloom. McAdam asked him, what are your thoughts on the job High and Bloom has done? I mean, very, very direct. And he says... <laughs> baseball <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. baseball operations is more than just one person this is true in every organization right away we're not just talking about high and bloom here we put blame and credit on one personality but it takes a strong organization to be successful on the field so a better question is how is the organization doing all right why don't you just say high and bloom sucks at his job or that high and bloom doesn't do anything because it sounds like it's either one or the other here. it's just it's setting him up <laughs> and maybe the Bruins are instructive okay because I thought they were doing this with Don Sweeney years ago ownership um, they're setting him up to to be the fall guy in all of this, mm. which, you know, if you go out and have a good year like the Bruins did making the cup final a few years ago, Don Sweeney can save his job for a few years. He's back on the hot seat this offseason. He's saving it again by his team being successful. So that that would be instructive, I think, for Bloom because that does feel 
like they're throwing him under the bus ahead of time. And then while we're talking about the Patriots analogy, Mego, I know you like the line <laughs> about Belichick too. So bad from the same Sean McAdam interview via email. Uh, he wrote, I saw an article last week about Bill Belichick. This is John Henry. I saw an article last week about Bill Belichick that posited that he was no longer up to the task. First of all, Where? what is this article? Yeah. <laughs> I would like to know that too. Was, what it, in, is this? Is was this, it in your newspaper? This is like a hot run? column, Bill Belichick, no longer up to the desk. He writes, that was ridiculous. It reminded me of the recent narrative surrounding us. I don't think anyone realizes there are 30 teams in these sports every year that are all doing everything they can to win. In a particular year, some clubs are criticized Except because us. they <laughs> are, quote, going for it when they are going every single thing they can short of destroying their futures to win. Don't bring up Bill Belichick because I do kind of think Bill Belichick should be questioned right now. I don't kind of think it. I think it. So, like, don't bring that up. That makes me feel even more like, okay, our criticism is on point then. You think the Belichick thing is off base? The Belichick thing is so on the mark, it's not funny. And again, all right, fine. You've won a bunch of championships. Four of them. Good. It's basically one in the last decade. I'm fudging the numbers a little bit. It's one in nine years, but work with me. Once in the last decade, you've won. So, like, stop patting yourself on the back all that much. I'm just and dying I'll, to find this article. And I'll wait. Yeah, well, I don't know where that is. I don't know what outlet it is. I'm guessing it's his newspaper, but who knows? Uh, maybe it's the the online version. But I said, fire that writer. <laughs> Here's all I know. You won most of your championships with the old model, John. You won most of the championships with the Steve Cohen. Go in, try to outspend everybody, not name the Yankees. That's how you won most of them. Most of them, not all of them. So I do think that's instructive, too. In 2018, when you did win, highest payroll in baseball. You're not that now. 617-779-7937. We can go back to 2018. I'd love to go back to 2018. Mookie Betts decided to go back to 2018 in an interview with the LA Times. We'll get to that momentarily, but let's get to some of these phone calls here. Uh, Rich is in Amherst. Get us started today, Rich. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think uh, the other day I heard Faria say about sale. Just uh, never mind the talk, just produce. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same with ownership. I think that I don't think they goes too far off with their AI thing. I think they just mail it in. I, I don't think it's that important what they say. It's what they do. Okay. Well, I, I agree it's more important what they do. But what they did last year was they were in last place. So I, I feel like a little bit of accountability for that would be good. Uh, he makes a good juxtaposition, though, with Chris Sale, because I'm definitely guilty of that. It's like when you talk too much... Now, Chris Sale, it's like, could you pitch a little bit more? I don't need to hear from you. So there is a happy medium in there, but you can throw the Chris Sale example in my face because I agree with that. I, I know what Chris Sale's going to say. Largely, I agree with what he says, but at some point you have to produce. He's at like one end of the spectrum. The Red Sox are the other. They don't talk at all, and they're not producing, which I think is a worse combination. Yeah. As a I team. mean, I don't, I don't know how you feel like this is accountability. I mean, they're, they're not spending money in the way that the other teams that they like to hold themselves up as a tier one team, and an he, upper echelon team do. He did they acknowledge be, that. At one point he said, and I forget which story it was, at one point he even singled out Steve Cohen. He's like, well, you know, the Mets are kind of their own model. Steve Cohen's like his own model. Like he even did acknowledge that at one point in time. And I'll get you the exact answer, but no, you have to spend with them. You're the Red Sox. That's what you're supposed to be. If you're not taking advantage of that, what are you doing? Like, what advantage do you have if you're not taking the, advantage of that? The other talking point that he continued to throw out there in these two email interviews was, uh, you know, if you're if you're only producing at 50%, you're going to be at the bottom of the division. And he said that a couple times. And it's like, okay, we get it. You're in a hard division now. Your division has become more competitive. Again, it is 
it is a, a little bit parallel to the Patriots. It's like, yeah, okay, well, you're not going to change divisions. So what are you doing? What are you changing to get better? Because it doesn't seem to be from ownership perspective for the Red Sox. And anything there, You can't talk about spending money. He says we're not going over you know, a $200 million payroll. I'm sorry. And the AL East, when they were winning before, and I, I'd have to go back and look at every single year, but like the Yankees were always there. It's not like the AL East was bad. You always had another big team in your division. That's not new. And you had to spend to beat them. And there's I mean, an, that was it. Like, they and there's an extra playoff spot now. When they bought the Red Sox, the Yankees were spending exorbitant for the time, exorbitant yes. amount of money. Yes. And the Red Sox had to do that just to keep pace with them, and they couldn't beat them for years and years, and then they finally did. But, I mean, for these guys to now suddenly be like, why? you got to spend a lot of money? Like, yeah. You've had to do this the entire time you've owned the team. You have established yourself as one of these kind of market teams. Now you're surprised by it, or now you think that there's false narratives here like anyone who's watched this team for more than 10 years i mean come on and i don't like the line and it's going back to to um i think it was the one you brought up arcan the the spending with uh high and bloom and it's like well you know baseball operations is expensive so i think john henry is justifying and he did this in an interview with the globe was it shaughnessy last summer uh, or wherever it was he's justifying the overall spending and it's not necessarily i don't i don't really care what you're spending on your front office you know I, I want you to spend on the product on the field. And I know they're related, but, like, I want to see it as a fan. I don't want it out of sight, out of mind. Uh, Brock is in Middleborough. Go ahead, Brock. Uh, normally I would jump to ownership being tone deaf, but my question is, are we the fans, the dumbasses here? Because the Sox keep saying the same things over and over and over, doing the opposite. This is our top priority. We're on this player. No, they're not. No, we aren't. Um, they're talking about accountability. They don't talk to the media. And when they do, it's nonsense. So are we stupid for expecting something different? Because they're not changing their behavior. I mean, look, to- I would say this about Patriots fans as well. Like, with the ticket, you're, we just talked about Patriots tickets, the Patriots raising prices, right? And they have the third most expensive ticket in the league. Like, at some point, if you're not happy with the product on the field and you keep showing up, yeah. But... Two years ago, they were in the ALCS. So I, I don't know how this year's going to look. I don't feel great about it. But, yeah, if you keep going along with, with what they're doing and you're not happy with it, then, yeah, at some point, the fans do need to look themselves in the mirror. I sure. recommend if you want to continue being a fan, just use the George Costanza model of whatever they say to you, believe the exact opposite, and then you won't be disappointed. Ryan, say this again. What did you say in my ear? Oh, yeah, I'm just looking at Red Sox reference. Uh, the attendance for home games last year was the worst attendance the Red Sox have had since 2002, and that's obviously COVID years withstanding. I mean, they've fallen off about 300,000, wow. 400,000 so look, people. So in the World Series era. you I mean, yeah. you know in John Henry's ownership, you know anecdotally that, that buzz is down, and they go out and have not a very buzzy offseason or at least not an offseason with the kind of buzz they would want. Uh, so that's not a recipe for success, but maybe fans are starting to turn. They are at the point where, hey, we need to see it. Maybe they are there. 617-779-7937. Uh, I want to read quickly from the LA Times. Uh, Mookie Betts, and I tried to find audio of this desperately, and if I, I missed it, shame on me. Dodgers outfielder Mookie Betts. This is in a larger story about the Dodgers hiring JT Watkins, who was the only person in the Red Sox organization reprimanded that's not totally true. Cora was reprimanded, who lost their job. But more so for Houston. Cora. Yeah, well, fair. That's true. For what happened in Boston, J.T. Watkins was... Not saying the two weren't connected. Oh, they were. <laughs> they were. Mookie Betts will tell you they were. J.T. Watkins, a video coordinator for the Red Sox at the time, uh, lost his job. 
and now he's the hitting coach with the Dodgers. Can someone fact check me on that? He or assistant hitting coach. He got a job with the Dodgers. Dodgers outfielder Mookie Betts, who was on the 2018 Red Sox, acknowledged to the LA Times he was aware of his team using live video feeds to steal signs. Yeah, Betts, uh, Betts said Sunday. Everybody was. Which again, mean okay, so the Red Sox were maybe doing it better because they won a World Series that year. However, Betts said the Red Sox didn't use their sign stealing in the World Series against the Dodgers. Mm. Sure. We stopped right before it was the most It worked all game. year for us, and we had the best record in baseball, but we got to the playoffs and we said, no, 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 now we're going to do it straight up. If you believe that, I guess you're allowed to. It's what Betts said. The Red Sox, by the way, batted three fifty three with runners in scoring position in that series, which they won four games to one. The Red Sox were found by the commissioner's office to have employed the illegal sign-stealing program only in the 2018 regular season as the investigation uncovered insufficient evidence to conclude they also cheated in the 2018 playoffs or the 2019 regular season. In that 2018 regular season, Betts claimed the scheme was infrequently used, Mego. Every now and then, Betts started to say, it's kind of hard to remember. Uh, he was then asked to Get follow up on it. He said, <laughs> "He said so. This wasn't a daily practice. No, that's what I'm trying to say. People are trying to make well, it like we're we didn't cheating. always have someone on second base. Give us credit. <laughs> he said we had a good team. Give us credit. We had Cy Young winners, MVPs, Gold Glove winners, Silver Sluggers, all that. Which again was nice when the Red and Sox we knew had what all pitch those was coming. I mean, uh... <laughs> it was nice when the Red Sox had all those things, but it also helps when you know what pitch is coming. Arcan, to your point, uh, Betts confirmed a detail also published in Evan Drellick's book." that they chipped in to take care of J.T. Watkins while he was out of baseball. Uh, Bet said we all chipped in because he did so much for us. The perception is we gave him money because, no, yeah, he's he good at his job. He crunched that video. And he was up at 1 o'clock in the morning, blah, 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 blah. Watkins wasn't available for the story. So that's a player. Forget the commissioner's office and what they found. That's a player confirming it and basically using the justification while well, everybody was doing it. And maybe everybody was doing it. Maybe. You were either doing it better or you were just a better team, depending on the outlook of it, but... I don't know. I wonder I wonder where this story goes now that Mookie Betts is acknowledging, oh, yeah, we used it. I can't really remember when. It totally wasn't the playoffs, but, oh, yeah, we definitely did it. We did. Yeah, I mean, if you don't believe that it happened in the playoffs, I don't know what to tell you. Like, why would you stop when it becomes the most competitive, when you're in, when you have something on the line, rather than just the regular season? I don't, I don't buy that. But I do feel there is something to everybody doing it. Look at... Nobody was doing it, it seems like, to the extent that the Astros were, mm-hmm. with the crazy can-banging and all of it. Right. But, and I don't know how much people were crunching video in order to be able to steal signs, but doesn't every team do it a little bit, to some extent? Yeah. I think, you they do it a lot. You, I think a lot of teams were. I agree with that. But you went out and hired the ringmaster from the Astros, and then we're supposed to believe you weren't doing it in the postseason. It's not when, an Apple Watch. When it worked... For him to win as a bench coach in Houston and then get off to the best regular season start in franchise, the best regular season, maybe the best season in franchise history, and then they just stopped in the playoffs? Come on. Come on. So was everybody doing it? Probably. Maybe everybody was filming the sidelines uh, during Spygate, too. Maybe everybody lets air out of footballs. Some teams push the envelope a little more. Some teams do it better. But the sign-stealing thing, it's almost like... And the Red Sox pe- seem like they did it a little defend, better. I'm not trying to defend the Red Sox here. I'm just trying to look at it at the, the way that the sport does. Which is, it's almost like ingrained in the sport to try to steal signs in a different way every generation, right? Anytime there's a new technology that comes along, it's like these guys look at it and they're like, okay, great. How can I use this to steal signs? And yeah. it's just, I mean, that's really just how it is. It's an opportunity it's how it's for been cheating. It's for 100 years. It's like, oh, great. We have this now. How can we use it to steal signs? It's like the next 
iteration it does, of it. It does seem more prevalent in baseball. Now, if you're doing something as ridiculous as striking trash cans, like that is that's a mockery. I'm sorry. Like this is where I will be. That's defensive where you draw of baseball. The line? That's okay. a mockery of the game. <laughs> but for Mookie, no for baseball. In a way, does it make it better or worse for the Red Sox for Mookie to come out and go? This was so run in the mill. Everybody does it. Uh, it's, bad. it's bad for Betts to acknowledge anything, even to downplay it and say everybody was doing it. It was run of the mill. It's bad for the Red Sox for Betts See, to do it. See, he should have just kept his mouth yeah, shut. Yeah, it's easy for Betts to say it now that he's not here anymore. If he were here, he'd never say it, I think. And he's like, and the Dodgers have never, ever done it. Correct. Never, ever, ever, ever. No, I love ever, Kennesaw Mountain Mego over here uh, <laughs> defending the honor of Major League Baseball. That's my favorite part of this whole Don't conversation. Don't bring garbage into this. <laughs> 617-779-7937. More of your Red Sox phone calls coming up. And... Let's get to the Celtics. It seems like at least one prominent Celtic, Jason Tatum, still wants Ime Udoka as his coach. Let's get to that with your phone calls next. Jones and Mako return after this on WEEI. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. Jones and Mako on WEEI. Adam Jones, Megan Annalini, Christian Arkin here on WEEI. We're here until 6, taking your phone calls, 617-779-7937. We started off talking Red Sox, John Henry, his email exchanges with Jen McCaffrey in The Athletic, Sean McAdam, Boston Sports Journal. Do you need ownership to be more accountable? Do they get it? How do they change it? Again, 617-779-7937. I want to get to the Celtics, their weekend as well. And I I was ready to come in kicking and screaming about Jalen just playing in that all-star game, which was stupid. And it'll probably end up like the Kemba Walker thing or the Kyrie Irving thing. But you think his face is going to slide apart? No, I just, I just, there's, there's no reason to value playing in that over real regular season games like the Bucks game that matter. I get that, but let's play this out. How does this actually affect his... Like, you think that it's going to hurt his face healing? I think he could have hurt it, and I think it was stupid for him to play. Yes. He you said it's probably going to end up like the Kemba Walker injury, which yeah. became a chronic hip the Ky- injury. The Kyrie Irving one was just an indication of where his head was at and his heart was in the wrong place. And it might be more that than Kemba. I just know. Here's how it goes. Celtics fans defend whatever the Celtics do. Celtics media largely defends whatever the Celtics do. And so they do something, and it gets defended. And it's not the right move, and it's clearly not the right move, but fans and the media will defend it. And then it ends up getting proven wrong. That happened with Kyrie. That'll happen with Kemba for different reasons. I think it'll happen with Jalen as well. I think it'll happen with Jalen as well. And we can get to some interesting comments he had following up on something he said to Greg Hill. It's a Chris Curtis question. He said to Greg Hill last week, uh, or I'm sorry, Wick Grosbeck rather said uh, to Greg Hill last week. I was going to say, when did they get Jalen? I'm sorry, it was Wick about Jalen and his relationship People with the team. People mix those two guys up all the time. <laughs> we'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. But I want to hear from Jason Tatum at the All-Star Game, which, uh, real quick, does anybody care about his 55 points? No. Does anybody care about him being All-Star Game MVP? No. Not really. Okay, let's move along then. Tatum. Except at- every All-Star Game MVP in the last six years has been the Finals MVP, too. That's not true. You sent that. That's incorrect. That's incorrect. It's the last two. It's a graphic I saw online. The la- Fake news. Are you telling me it's incorrect? The last, yes. I don't mean to go John Henry on you, but that's not That's not accurate. That's I mean, a false narrative. I, I believe, didn't bother to look it up. I believe the last two, if I'm not mistaken. Steph Curry was the NBA Finals MVP last year. I think it was Giannis the year before. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. All-Star game and uh, won the finals. I think Kawhi was in there somewhere. I forget the other ones, but it's not the last six. Kawhi when he won the... It is the last, okay. it is the last two. 
I mean, fact check if you if you must. I believe when I looked this up, that that did not. Arcan, uh, it's a very modern stat. That did as not. In the last two years. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Clippers won a championship in 2020 because right. Kawhi Leonard was your MVP. Right. Then. So anyway, I mean, maybe maybe they all went on to win champ. Maybe that's what it is. They uh, everybody in the All Star game, the last six, all went on to win a championship. Wasn't know, the last year. It. The maybe. Pelicans won a championship. So, but an- so right, but maybe but Anthony Davis did go on to win a title. So maybe that's the graphic Arcan's talking about. Maybe all six went on to eventually win. A couple of them had to change teams, or uh, uh, you know, at least in the case of Anthony Davis, certainly had to change teams. But anyway, the last two I believe have won All Star Game MVP and a championship in the same year. Let me hear Tatum on his relationship with Ime Udoka. Tatum, like all these players at the All Star Game, held court for like a half an hour. He could be asked anything. I listened to the full thing because I wanted to find this clip. It was like random questions about parenting and his favorite musical artists and like. All-time players he wanted to go against. It was mostly fluff questions is my point. But he did get a couple about Ime Udoka. Let's hear this exchange. I mean, it's, it's been a tough situation for everybody involved. And uh, as somebody that, you know, I've talked to throughout the season to just periodically just uh, reaching out. Because uh, without, you know, whatever happened, happened. And that's, Hold on, you know, pause that. Isn't that what Mac Jones got in trouble for? What? Reaching out to people who are no longer on the staff uh, or not on the staff going to outside yeah. help. I mean, I don't think it's great that Tatum's doing it. Do you? I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Keep going. Continue. Periodically just uh, reaching out because uh, without, you know, whatever happened, happened. And that's, you know, doesn't have anything to do with me. But, you know, I can't take away the relationship that me and him had and the impact that he had on me in that one season. Uh, you know, I love coach k i love brad i love joe um i love all those guys but you know just a different kind of relationship i had with e-man you know probably probably like the my most favorite coach i've, I've had and that's not to knock on anybody um i got a great relationship with joe um you know i love everything he's doing I, i'm extremely happy for him uh brad you know kind of Help, na- help me navigate the NBA. You know, I was 19, and, you know, he kind of helped watch me grow and, and, and put me in the right spots. Uh, so I have a different perspective and, and respect for each coach I've had, uh, you know, just different times in my life. Uh, nothing crazy, just checking in, you know, telling him he's been watching me play and keep up with the good work, things like that. Okay, so that that question was uh, harder to hear than I realized. But basically, he was asked, like, what ha- have you been in touch with him recently? So he says, eh, pretty much my most favorite coach that I've ever had. It's no knock on anybody, but pretty much my favorite coach. I mean, is this why we get the interim tag removed? Like, is this our answer? The players still wanted Ime. And they had to be like, no, 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 no. You're not going to get Ime. It's Joe Missoula, so stop reaching out to him, Jason. Stop texting him, because who knows what you're texting him. If you want to text him, fine, but no, hey, you know, if it doesn't work out, we still want you to be the coach in the future. We are severing that tie. Is that why they're severing that tie? I don't think so. I, you know what I think it is. I think it all comes back to the money and making the gamble that you'll be able to pay less for your head coach than in the summer removing the interim tag and giving the extension now. But these guys love Ime Udoka. Oh, my God. Because when I heard that, I was like, wow, I can't believe he said that out loud in a press conference. Whatever. You know, it's Tatum's team. So he's saying that he's still in regular contact with Ime. These guys, these guys were, like, very strongly impressioned by Ime Udoka when he was a, their coach for one year. I mean, yeah, they liked him before then. 
You know, they all liked him when they played in Team USA. Right. Like, they, right. there's a history. A they somebody, liked him before Somebody who then, had yeah. a little less history, like Marcus Smart, if you remember when there was uh, the report that Ime was going and interviewing for the Nets job, Marcus Smart was like, I didn't know he wasn't coming back here. We thought he was coming back here. Like, it feels like these guys are having a little bit of a time trying to let go of Ime. Do you have a problem with that? I don't think it's great. <laughs> I mean, so that's a yes. If it's supposed to be Joe Missoula's team, and I wonder if that, you know, I guess I agree. Yeah, I do think that is a little part of it. I think it's mostly about the practical stuff, about making a commitment to the coach, about trying to get m- money in the right spots, you know, spend where you don't have to spend, uh, or or don't spend where you don't have to spend. But somewhere on the but list. somewhere on the list is like, we got to make it clear to this team that it's that it's Joe's team now. Is that a problem? Ime is not walking through that door. Is it a problem, Markin, that Tatum's like, yeah, he's my favorite coach and I'm still talking to him? Um, not necessarily. If he goes and uh, coaches somewhere else then and he still is answering that way, then I'd say maybe it is. But right now I don't have a huge problem with it. I just think, you know, the six months are up. They weren't allowed to remove the tag because he was still there and they couldn't just give it, you know, when he's still on the staff, he's still the head coach, he just suspended. And so the six months were up, they could finally do it. I think the Celtics probably wanted to do this a long time ago. But as far as the players are concerned, I think they do still like him and they don't want to trash him on the way out the door. Um, it's not a problem yet, but it could become one. Yeah, so he- Here's how I feel about it. You can't control who the players are. You can't tell them not to text people. You can't do that. But you can say he's not a part of the organization anymore. He's not coming back. So stop pining for it. Stop hoping it's going to happen. And maybe we got our real answer. Among everything else, and I think there could be a financial component, which I don't love, from Wick. It could be uh, needed six months to get everything sorted out with Ime on the way out, as Arkan has surmised. And maybe part of it is, as well, the players still want Ime. And so, hey, it's Joe Mazzula's team, or at least... Ime is not walking back through the door. So could you stop? 617-779-7937. think it's a bad sign for Joe Mazzula. The fans, uh, the players rather, are still interested in Udoka coming back, still talking to Ime Udoka. Again, we'll get to your phone calls here. And Jalen Brown weighed in on some trade rumors, weighed in on, well, the burden of being the second star. On a team that was in the NBA Finals. I'm sorry, the sacrifice. Thank you, Megan. Sacrifices. Uh, So we'll get to all of Jalen's comments with your phone calls next. Brian Scalabrini joins Jones and Mego every Wednesday afternoon at 4.30. Brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market and Dr. Matthew Lepresti at Leonard Hair Transplant. Scal, Wednesday afternoons at 4.30 on WEEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.